0: Welcome to another edition of The Tigers Down Under. I'm joined tonight by Mitchell. Kyle. And also by Dan.
1: It's good to be back.
0: Yeah, absolutely good to be back. It's uh, been a very short off-season, it seems. We had our first episode back last week to talk about our transfer activity over the summer, but uh, now we'll look ahead to the real thing. But I guess with the World Cup and, and everything that came with it, it's just felt like a very short turnaround since the end of last season. Um Dan, I guess because you went on last week, I'll get your thoughts. How, how did you feel uh, with the way the season ended up and and how we've sort of made our moves over the summer so far?
1: Um, well, I mean, um, with the way the season was going for a little while towards the um, probably the middle of last season, um, you'd have to be happy to say that we at least managed to main, maintain our status in the championship. Um and I, I think we we were starting to see towards the end a little bit. Um, Adkins was starting to really get the team um, sh- shape and everything the way that he was wanting it. And so hopefully um, he's brought in a few players that obviously he wants, um, and that hopefully now um, we will start building, um, and he can, you know, take us uh, just in a positive direction. I hope.
0: And those signings, we got to see a, a decent share of them um, in the game since our last episode against Barnsley and then against North Fairby. Um Firstly, with that Barnsley game, we, we drew 1-1 in that. I, I guess uh, we talked last week, Mitch, about results potentially not being too important at this stage. You would be a little bit concerned, though, with the nature of the goal we conceded. We were talking just before off-air about the, uh, the keeping in that game situation from Marshall and in, f- in fairness to him there is a deflection on the ball so you can say he's a little bit unsighted with that shot but it does end up going straight to him and it kind of slips through his arms so you'd have to be concerned with the season only four or five days away that he's not looking in the best of form
2: well that's right I think Alan McGregor would have made that save pretty pretty comfortably so and we said, said it a few times now that we're not very comfortable with him at the back but in saying that there's a time where Yukupovich was not yeah. not very great as well, and he come good in the end, so I mean, I don't have the same hope, but <laughs> I'd like to think so. I guess that's actually a great point because there was a lot of criticism for Yukupovich early
0: on. He he really turned it around and became a bit of a cult figure. And I, I feel like, you know, you look at McShane as well as another with a similar sort of situation, started off quite poorly and turned it all around. So it's almost like the the best cult figures are actually born out of that early struggle. So Hey, who knows, by the end of the season, he could be, you know, one of our, our fan favourites. Um, Dan, Bowen getting on the score sheet, first goal of the preseason. Uh, you know, best time to sort of get it as, he, as he's really rearing up to get ready for the for the season proper. Must be positive signs from that front.
1: Uh, anytime you're forward to scoring goals is good. So, um, and particularly with how he we went last season, there's always... So always that little fear in the back of your mind about that um, first season syndrome, where he's going to come out and go really well, and then just and just and then be really ineffective um, in the following season. But um, hopefully, I mean, he's already, he's on the score sheet. He's been the couple of pre seasons he's had. He's done um, games. He's had been involved, in, he's done pretty well, um, from what I understand. So um, hopefully, he's just sort of carrying on from from where he was. Um, my little notes here I had that. You know, hopefully he continues with his form. He scores a bunch of goals. We get to hold on to him. You know, maybe an injury in December to scare off any buyers <laughs> in January. <laughs> but um, I think, um, yeah, if he continues, just continues on and keeps doing what he's doing. I mean, it was a good, it was a good finish from a tight angle. So he's, um, it wasn't like he got a tap in this time. It was the same sort of stuff he was pulling off last year. Some, um, a good technical finish. So.
0: Uh, and one question I put to both of you, I guess we've struggled so far in any potential uh, striker signings. And Dico, he's a he's an industrious player. He works hard for the team, and he'll get his share of goals um, based on last season. Is there a decent chance that Bowen really goes on and, and becomes our top scorer again, and, and you know cracks twenty goals potentially for the season if he if he stays for the full year? Do
1: you want the short answer or the long answer? <laughs> Uh, go for it. I think the short answer is yes. There's a very good chance that Bowen will be our top scorer again, um, and the longer answer is basically that, as you sort of Dico as hard as he works. I mean, I just I watched was just watching the highlights from the Barnsley game, and he had an opportunity one on one with the keeper. Admittedly, with a defender on his back, but to just to tap it away, and he sort of swung at it and didn't get contact, much contact at all and just played it straight to the keeper. And I think obviously like it's, it's very early days for the season, but you need that's if he's going to be the lone, if he's the the front man, the main man up there, he needs to be able to consistently start putting those chances away. If he's going to, um, to at least challenge to be our, um, top scorer.
0: I don't know if you guys have seen the image, but there was an image floating around on Twitter of, uh, Dicko potentially, uh, joining a celebration for a goal or something like that. And from the angle, his thighs just look gigantic. And someone was saying it doesn't look like he's skipped leg day at all this preseason. So uh, hopefully he's got a bit of power in his legs to to get on the end of a few decent through balls. Um, Mitch, what's your take on the on the situation? Do you reckon Bowen's sort of still looking our most likely goal scorer?
2: Yeah, definitely at this stage. I don't think <clears throat> Dicko or Campbell are, are consistent enough up front. So Dicko's still only 26, so there's still there's still time for him to improve. But uh, yeah, I, I, I can't see really any anyone really pushing Charab Bowen for the top goalscorer this season. And then we had the win against Faraby on the
0: Monday, I think it was, and it was really good to see. It was announced quite late. It sounds as if the club sort of realised their mistake and backtracked on not having the Billy Bly Trophy game against uh, North Faraby. So was good to see from that perspective, and even, I mean, as an improvement on last season, it seemed there was a much more active involvement from the senior players. I know last season, I think it was basically just an under-23s game. Um, So good to see uh, a few of the players who didn't start against Barnes to get the chance. Um, I think Irvine was meant to be involved in this game, but it sounds like he's still crook, suffering from a stomach bug or something like that, so he didn't take any part. Um, Milinkovic setting up both goals. I think Campbell with the first and... um, can't remember off the top of my head who scored the second, but good to see, uh, Milinkovic starting to show his creative side of his game. And he's, he's made a few decent comments in the, uh, in the media the last few days about, you know, wanting to win over the city fans. So, uh, what, what did you make of that one, Mitch?
2: Um, yeah, no, great for Milinkovic to get to assist. As, as I mentioned last week, it's good to have, uh, an exciting prospect of a winger and the fact that he's contributed preseason reads. It's, it's a positive sign. Um, um, yeah, good thing to, to have that game as well because I, I think it's it was pretty disappointing when it, it, there was nothing nothing about because even I look forward to it. We look yeah. forward to it, and we yeah. not really we can't really follow it at all. But just just because um, just it's it's a, it's a nice
0: sort of preseason um, gesture, I guess, and community sort of game.
2: Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, so yeah, I mean, a, a win to win, we'll, we'll take it. But again, preseason role, not really much to look into, I don't think. And
0: um, and Dan, I guess it's good to see Grzycki also back in the squad. I think there was a lot of talk and and I guess assumptions on from most of us that he was basically off in the summer, and he's still around. I think he took part in this game, or he was at least in the stand for this game, so interacting with the fans. Um, I guess on that point with Milinkovic last season, as you as you were sort of saying at the start, we had Wilson on one wing, really sort of helping our creativity, scoring goals. And, and and showing a quite positive end to the season. Um, obviously, not being able to get him back on loan from Liverpool. Hopefully, Milinkovic can step up and and sort of somewhat fill that hole.
1: Uh, yeah, it's um, it, Wilson did leave. I mean, it's, it, it was a shame that we weren't able to uh, to regain his services for the year because he um, he. Exceeded my expectations and probably a lot of expectations by far. Despite like there were raps on him, but um, he the, the the impact he had and it was instant. Like was uh, was was immense. Um, I I think it's always it is always good as as Mitch was saying that to have um you have someone come in like Milinkovic, a, a wide player and creative, and to be able to instantly be um. To getting a couple of assists and stuff, it's it's only going to help with his help his confidence while he's growing into this side, um, and that's what those players need. They need they need their confidence up so they can keep doing what they're doing. So,
0: um, and, it's a, and it's a bit interesting, I guess. Oh, sorry, I was just going to um, lead on with that point about Grzycki as well. That we've now got Milinkovic, Grzycki and also Bowen theoretically all playing for those two wing spots. So it, it's good to have a little bit of competition there
1: uh yeah it's always it's always good to have um competition for spots so um and especially when you've got like it's not just depth for the sake of depth there' they are three quality players all vying for those wide positions so um i think it all just i think it's gonna come down to Grisitsky's attitude because obviously last year he or last season he stated basically that he wanted to he was looking for a move and then that didn't happen come see you know come. January or through through the end of the season his form wasn't there and then so then it was sort of he was relying on having a good world cup to put himself back in the frame and that didn't really happen so he sort of no one's really I don't think anyone's even like no one's mentioning him anywhere as a
0: I think I saw one potentially, sell to Vigo or someone like that. I remember seeing that name floated or, or another Spanish club, but you're right. I mean, this doesn't seem to have been anything solid and, and certainly his World Cup won't have helped. Um, Mitch, do, do you think it's a good thing that Grzitzki's kind of st- stuck around it? He's obviously, when he, on his day, he's one of our best players and he's almost sort of the new um, Hernandez in that sense that Hernandez for a while was very um, mercurial and you didn't know what you're going to get from him, but now it's almost Grischicky, where he he could win us a game by just going out there and having a blinder, or he could be the most invisible player on the pitch.
2: Yeah, well, I, I like I like Grisiki. Yeah, he can be invisible sometimes, but that ability to win us games and to have such an X factor available and granted, it's not out there all the time, but but when it is, he's he's yeah, definitely the best player on the pitch. So I'd 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 be ecstatic if he stayed. Um, whether he can put in and, and do it consistently every week. I guess now that we've got the competition for the wing spot, then then that could help. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm happy that he stayed in the end.
0: And then I guess we've got about a week left of the transfer window now. Um, since the last podcast, we haven't made any extra signings. Probably had hope that we'd have at least made a few moves. I think we've had a second bid rejected for Norwood. So at least positive signs there that we're kind of pushing on and trying to make that a signing. Um what would you say is the the most pressing priority at the moment, Mitch? Is it is it another striker? I think would probably be the answer most people go for, um, or is it you know another defensive midfielder? Because there's been a few concerns I've seen about the way Stewart's gone in preseason.
2: Yeah, I'm not I'm not impressed with Stewart thus far, but it's definitely got to be a striker. Certainly doesn't, doesn't help doesn't. with Stewart that he was essentially a swap for Robertson. I think. Yeah, yeah a lot of a lot of my Liverpool mates are hacking in hacking <laughs> into that. It's not great, um, but yeah, no, definitely. Like, goals are invaluable in football, as as everyone knows. And without goals, you're not going to win games. Um, and we, we've got a winger who's probably going to be our, our most prolific scorer. So, do you, do you End see any good. do you see any chance that we
0: play Bowen up top? Uh, I mean, I'm just sort of trying to think. Has I, I suspect he's probably played there a little bit in maybe a two striker formation, but you know, with this talk that we've got the the extra winger really. I wonder if we'd sort of look to push Bowen a bit further
2: forward. Possibly, possibly it, it could happen. Um, I think maybe like on a few Fifas ago, he was actually listed as a striker. Right. So I assumed he's played there at some stage in his career. So you know he could he could probably do it. Um, but again, I'd be a bit <laughs> a bit um, I don't know. I, I guess you've got to take the risk, but to take him off the wing where he's been yeah. so solid, it's yeah.
0: Yeah, it is an interesting one, um, Dan. What What are your thoughts on the transfer window so far, and um, where we really still need to strengthen with with just over a week to go?
1: Um, I mean, we've we seem to have filled up the back line pretty well, so I'm pretty happy with that. Um, the preseason is, I mean, it's a preseason, but there's been a bit scrappy and stuff, but I think the defense has pretty well held their own, um, and for for considering what we've what four four defenders or whatever we've signed or something so far, um, of, and you know, they're all mixing and matching and we're trying to figure out what's the best combination. So it's, um, once they all start to be able to play a bit consistently in gel, I think we'll be, um, pretty safe there. I think I made a note in on the Barnsley game that Dan Batty looked really good. Um, so there's – you've got another option for that in that middle of the park there, um, particularly in that lead up to Bowen's goal. There's some lovely little interplay that he's involved in um, and some great passing and great movement. So um, I don't think the midfields – I don't think there's much too many holes there. I mean, you've got a fair bit of depth when you list through everyone you got. You've got Irvine and Henriksen and Evandro and uh, Toro and – Batty and Stuart and so there's like there's there's plenty of numbers there and I think you know I, f- I feel like like there's this part of me that's going we haven't been a- active enough in the transfer market but and I f- like thinking about it but now I'm going through this talking about it now and I'm starting to think that maybe we've sort of just filled in the holes we need I, I agree with Mitch like obviously we it's the obvious choice is a, a striker but um and I don't, I don't think that. I'm sure Bowen could play up top, but I don't think he will unless something happened to both Dicko and Campbell.
0: Fair enough. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean it'll be an interesting one to see uh, what moves we do make and 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 how we do shape the squad because it's a it's a good point and Batty's one that. Um, I guess like Bowen last season and Clark last season even, and, you know, time in the season before, it, it's great to see these young kids kind of coming through the academy because for so many years the academy just didn't really produce any first team players, so it is that it is a great feeling to see those guys starting to come through. Um, I guess the other bit of news just before the, the Villa game preview as well is the news last night or overnight, that uh, Marcus Henriksen's become the new city captain. I thought it was really smart and cool the way that they put together that video to announce it. It makes it feel much more important. You know, in the past, we'll have Davies having been the captain, then suddenly Dawson's the captain, and there's not really any fanfare about it. Um, Mitch, I saw I saw you you bumped one of Rick's old tweets about Henriksen playing um, a game last season, it might have been, and it's pretty amazing to see how far he's come since then, in the, in the eyes of the fans really that he's really sort of um, developed into one of the more important players in the team and he, and when he's I think it's it, it's been about finding the right position for him and when he's played there he, he's looked quite good so what do, what are your thoughts on him taking over the captaincy?
2: Well even when he first started to play there he wasn't that great a lot of the tweets that I was reading were why are we playing Hemrickson? Why are we playing Hemrickson at defensive midfielder? He's useless there blah blah but um, so it's, it's pretty remarkable how much he's turned it around in in what, eight months. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the way we announced it, I thought it was pretty cool because as you said, there's not really been much, much of an impotence on, on the fact of who is our captain. And it's kind of just like, uh, like, I don't know. It kind of seems like they're, they're really embracing it and endorsing it and, and putting that responsibility on him that he clearly wants. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's, it's really cool. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure how he'll go. Obviously, I've not really seen much leadership lack. Not, not much of an opportunity for him to express his leadership yeah, skills, but yeah. ha- happy, happy to give it a try for sure.
0: Yeah, and it, it's, Dan, it, it does feel much more like here in Australia, you'll see with like Rugby League or AFL or something where they do have that sort of announcement around who the captain is. So it's quite cool to see uh, Henriksen giving, given that chance to really sort of announce himself and um, really kind of lead the team forward this season.
1: Yeah, well, it was interesting because he only made. He was captain in in one of the preseasons. Was it against Barnsley, maybe? And he then so he came that. out afterwards and said, "I basically said, I want it full time. If if you give it to me, I'll take it on. I'll take it on." And um, and they have. So, I mean, like it's good. I mean, I don't. As Mitch was saying, like, it, it's it is a turn. It's quite a turnaround. Even us last year, last season, were talking and going. Henriksen's anonymous in this on the weekend and is is he going to start this week? Is that going to be a problem? Is he a liability? Like, but, um, I think the way that they're doing, like, um, the, what they've done, the way they announced it, I think part of that is also, um, just so they're, build, they're still building on that, that idea of community engagement and getting engaged with everything and, and by making a bigger deal of these sort of, um, incidents or instances um it helped i think the fans we feel a little bit more involved because we get to see a little bit more and we get and then they put out a video and you you get to see hear what everyone thinks about um about the captaincy and, and all that sort of stuff so
0: yeah and it's been good and it's a credit to the club and and it's um social media management over this summer has been fantastic and you see so much more engagement now from the club whether it's a bit of banter with the fans and even um even Atkins himself has been really active on Twitter recently in terms of responding to fans, having a joke around. I saw him saying to a bloke who said he'd had chips for breakfast, he said, "No, nah, mate, that's for after break- after lunch when you're having a pint of carling." But um, you know, having a bit of a joke with the fans, it's really good to see that sort of engagement, which um, has been lacking in previous years. So um, it's a nice, it's a nice and welcome turnaround, I guess. Um, We've got our first game of the season to look forward to, guys, so let's turn our attention now to the, the game coming up against Aston Villa. Tuesday morning our time, it's the Monday evening fixture over in the UK, televised um, lots of anticipation for the, for another clash with Bruce, which almost wasn't to be. I mean, Bruce seemed to be hanging on for dear life with Villa um, after they got their takeover from uh, from their new Egyptian owners, who, Mitch, you're telling us uh, fourth or third third was it richest owners in all of England.
2: Yeah. yeah, third behind the Chelsea owners and the city owners. Which is pretty remarkable and, and they were
0: seemingly lining up Terry Henry to take over and, and somehow Bruce has talked them out of it.
2: That's yeah, great. it's it's yeah. I would have felt really bad for, for Steve Bruce if he if he got the punt just because of the new owners, like he's he did a good job last season. Yeah, he didn't get them up, but you can't you can't take a team that that's finished mid table or mid table to to one spot away from the Premier League and, and get the sack, surely.
0: Would have been crazy. And it was interesting seeing um, some of Alan Nixon's tweets on uh, on Twitter around their um, uh, uh, signing situation in terms of trying to sign new players where Bruce apparently is basically competing against this new um head of football or, or whatever their title is, director of football or something, where they're trying to basically, on one hand, look to follow the Wolves model of getting Mendes to bring in a whole bunch of uh, high-quality loanies, which it does look like the first one's been signed with Moreira from um, Atletico. Whereas Bruce, on the other hand, sitting there saying, no, no, you know, I know what I'm doing. I can recruit these players. Uh, so it sounds like there's a little bit of an internal power struggle going on there. Um, Dan, what have, what have you made of Villa's summer... Um, We've already sort of talked about our transfer activity. Villa really only announcing their first signing uh, today or yesterday with a pretty interesting, um, if you would call it that, announcement video. But it's been a little bit quiet from them, potentially gives us a bit of a chance to, to catch them unawares in the opening game.
1: Look, i I just like to see a club have a torrid, tumultuous off-season like, and... and have it the, affect them the way that when we did it affected us <laughs> but <laughs> i just i feel like it won't like it's just villa like they were strong like, they were good last year and i just as much as i would love to just go that they they've had a disrupted offseason and they haven't really signed anyone and i'd love to see them just like plummet i feel like it, they're just gonna they'll be lucky enough that it's all just gonna galvanize and bring them all together and they'll um like bruce is he's a, he's a good manager he knows what he's doing um he did it for a while, a good for a good long time with us. So um, I'm sure he'll get them. He'll keep them in a similar position to where they finished last year. I mean, with a, with not too many changes to the squad, you wouldn't expect um, too many changes overall, really.
0: Um, Mitch, how are you seeing our lineup based on preseason? I mean, it yeah. seems like Marshall's basically stitched up the number one um, shirt down back and. The, the centre-backs is probably the most interesting position just because we have so many options there unexpected, unexpectedly over the um, off-season. But, I mean, personally, I, I could see DeVice and Burke starting there, but I, I feel like guys like McDonald, who who at least has been here last season, and then maybe even Kane can play at centre-back as well. I'm, I'm not sure. Um, h- how are you seeing the lineup?
2: Yeah, I think it'll be DeVice and McDonald. I think we'll have someone there from last season and... I think he's played a fair bit of preseason as well. Um, pro- well, obviously Kingsley at left back because we're not going to put anyone <laughs> else there, are we? Um, right back, you'd assume Lehigh. Um, defensive midfielders, Henriksen, obviously, and not well with with, um, with Irvine ill. Matty potentially,
0: or, uh, or, or do you think Stewart would get the nod?
2: yeah look i'm not I'm not too impressed if it is Stuart, but not sure if he'll take a risk on on anybody else so it'll probably end up being Stuart hamrickson uh, behind obviously Bowen and I assume Milinkovic will get the nod over Chrisiki um Evandro and not sure if i go if I go Campbell or Dicko. i'll I'll say Dicko,
0: but yeah not sure any any other uh options there Dan?
1: Oh, I don't really see um, too much different from from what Mitch does. Um, I mean, I'd love to see maybe one of the other goalkeepers get a go. Because, I, <laughs> I mean, I've, it's not, nothing against Marshall. He has been a good goalkeeper, just unfortunately not really for us. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, like, it's harsh, but... The only reason he's still at the club and McGregor's not is because of contract length. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if they were both ending, if both their contracts were ending last year, like, you'd have kept McGregor hands down. It's just that, you know, Marshall still has years left and McGregor didn't.
2: The I'm other interesting... oh, yeah. thing. I think it'll be Terrell that'll start over Stewart.
0: Oh, okay. Be interesting. Um, I guess well, I was going to say the other option as well, with the interesting one, is um, Kane seems to have had quite a good pre-season. And I, I can't quite tell. We, we seem to be playing him either on the wing or at right back. So he's almost kind of competing with either Lehigh or potentially Bowen, which seems a really tough position for him to crack into. But it's also hard to see, you know, with his decent preseason, what else we would do with him to get him into the side. I, I don't know... I don't know how well Bowen would go on the left wing, or again, I mean, whether we push, could we push Bowen central behind Dico? I'm not sure. I, I I feel like he he's the sort of guy who last season at least seemed to strike me as having that confidence about his game where you could almost play him essentially anywhere, and he would just still score the goals or provide the assists and really kind of crack on. So. I don't know whether Adkins wants to play around with it that early, but it's just interesting sometimes... Like, for instance, last season, before we had... Or when Kingsley got injured, we had Clark playing at left-back, whereas before the season, we would have thought Clark's a a centre-mid. So he kind of got forced into that position because of the personnel we had available. I almost wonder if whether it's, you know, Kane sort of gets pushed somewhere unusual or whether Bowen gets played more centrally or something like that. Um... It could. That's that's an interesting one as well. Um, but then, did did uh, I'll start with you, Mitch. Did you have a uh, score prediction for this one?
2: Um, well, it's still a few days away, and some of the links I've seen for the for the Villa signings, I saw them linked with Yerry Mina, which is obviously not going to happen. <laughs> but there's some there's some crazy ones going on. Obviously, Nick Powell and Steve Bruce that that link will always come up. But I don't think that'll happen either. They're linked with uh, Jordan Hugel from. Think oh yes, West I saw that one. And also um, Abraham, Tammy um, Abraham. Yeah. Um, but uh, so I assume even if they do sign them, they probably won't start or get many minutes at all against us. Um, look, I'm not. I'm not overly confident. I think we've got a mid-table squad, and when I think that, I'm not. I'm not all that confident because. I think mid table will probably end up lower. Like you know, shoot for the yeah, stars, yeah. whatnot. So, and I think now that Villa look like they are getting themselves back on track. Um, if if Grealish plays, I think Villa win. But I'm not sure on his on his situation. So well, it sounds like
0: if, Spurs are lining up another bid for him.
2: Yeah, um, I, I'm not sure if he's been if he's been training with them or 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 whatnot, or if, what if he's involved in the plans of Bruce's. But I'm going to be confident, just because I'll be optimistic and say we will win two-one, and Milinkovic will score the winner.
0: Wow, very nice. And uh, and Dan, um, I think
1: it'll be and it'll be probably I think it'll be similar to the um, the fix, same fixture from last year. I think it'll be pretty tight and a bit scrappy and still feeling each other out. I mean Villa if they stay much the same as they look to be, then they'll be pretty solid and they'll know what they're doing. Whereas I think we've probably got, um, we've got some good X factor in there. It's just that we're still, still gelling uh, as a team completely, but I, I can probably, I think another, just another little scrappy one, all draw was probably the most likely.
0: Yeah, I, I, do seem, I do think I'll lean towards a 1-1 draw or even potentially a, a slim Villa win, a 2-1 win for them, um, just to sort of balance it out, I guess, with Mitch's prediction as well. Um, I Yeah, look, it's a really hard one to read because they've had such a poor off-season as well. Whether that affects the players or not, it's hard to, hard to know. But you do get the feeling it could start like last season's game did where they kind of were all over us early and then we sort of fought our way back into it. And I guess it's interesting with pre-season, even though the results have been pretty average, it's at least shown that we're, we, we've we got a decent fighting spirit and, and we've conceded a few poor goals, but we've always seemed to fight back into games. And I think, well, the Barnsley and Newcastle games, certainly we conceded the first goal and then fought back to get a draw. So it, it it's good to see that the players seem to have a bit of a fighting spirit about them and they don't just sort of drop their heads. I think we had that one preseason game where we got smashed 4-1, but I think that could have been a... A personnel sort of thing. Um, so yeah, look, it's it's hard to read how the season's going to go. I think we've we've signed a lot of promising but relatively unknown kids, and it could go quite well. It could be that they gel and we can get on a bit of a run and and really sort of surprise a few teams, or it could just be like Mitch is saying, which I think is probably going to be closer to the truth: is you know we can sort of aim for mid-table if we can go on a few results. We saw last season that kids can be quite inconsistent, so we might sort of um, have a few pretty poor runs, and and, and hopefully, hopefully steer steer ourselves safe, uh, clear from relegation troubles um, as much as we did last season. But yeah, look, I, I, I'm struggling to see a win against Villa opening day. I, I think I think a draw is probably the best we can hope for, but who knows? I mean, Milinkovic Bowen. Evandro, we've got some pretty decent players starting um, and Evandro's had a great pre-season as well. So um, we've got the players there. It's just whether they can click on the day. Um, but hopefully we can get a positive result to start the season. So um, thanks for coming on, Dan.
1: No problem anytime. time.
0: And thanks as well for coming on, Mitch.
2: Yeah, no worries. Just one more thing. Yep. So when you said about Villa's off-season... Like with the obviously the club and and the managers and the players being sold and whatnot as chaos. Their results on the pitch, like in, in preseason, I know it's not a lot to look at, but they've been pretty good. And Kojia seems to have like found his scoring boots again, and he's scoring for fun. Again, not against great teams, but that's that's gonna worry me, Jonathan Kojia up front. So just that's watch that. and, and that's a
0: fair point because I mean last season preseason, I'm pretty sure Bowen had a fantastic preseason and everyone kind of said yeah 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 it's just preseason though he'll probably struggle to score in the championship and he he was great so I I think as much as you can't look into results you can certainly look into individual players performances so yeah Koja being in good form he was always one that I thought he is a very very good striker and and it just seemed that whether it was consistency or form or fitness or whatever it was kind of held him back a little bit last season but yeah no certainly if he gets going will be very frightening Exactly. But thanks for coming on, Mitch. No worries. Thank you for having me. No worries. And thank you, everyone, for listening in. First game of the season will be an exciting one. Hopefully we can get off to the perfect start with three points against Villa. And until next time, come on, City. You've been listening to the official Hull City Australia podcast. For more discussion, join us on Facebook in the Hull City AFC Australian Supporters Group. Or follow us on Twitter. At Hull City AFC Oz The music was created By Amber and Black This is on fire We're going higher and higher There's no turning back Cause you're out